Sri Vishnu Sahasranam, name 793, Mahakarma. It's an easy name to understand. Maha means great, karma means activities. He, he who performs great activities can also be understood to mean whose activities are magnanimous. The previous name was Indra Karma. This name is similar because Indra means someone who does great activities. So Indra Karma, one who does great activities, and Maha Karma, one who does great activities. There. Certain uh, interpretations or understandings of the names, these two names, are synonymous. So God is great. That's a basic definition of God, which pretty much everyone who believes in God, or even those who don't believe in God, will accept this definition. Persons who don't believe in God will accept? Yeah, they'll accept the definition that people conceive of God as being great. But uh, as Christopher Hitchens titled his book, God is not great, I misquoted that as being God is not good, but it's God is not great. So th the idea that there is no such person or entity who is great, the, even the atheists will accept that if we're going to talk about God, we have to talk about him or her or that being great. So God is great and great in so many ways. How would you expect someone to be great? By their great activities. People who are great in this world are great mostly by their activities. Someone may be great just by their birth. Some people are born great. Some people achieve greatness and others have greatness thrust upon them. So <clears throat> uh, just the other day I was giving a talk about the, I was talking about the Queen of England. So being the hereditary titular monarch of uh, not just England, the, the Commonwealth of nations, whatever's left or whatever she's the queen of, uh, <clears throat> She was born great, she was born into greatness, but she could have fluffed it if she hadn't behaved properly, but she has upheld her role. Whether you think that role is worth upholding or not, she has upheld it. So it's activities, activity, great activities. Now, some people say that God is great, they're, they're very strong in saying God is great, but they don't want to ascribe any specific activities to him. They'll say, well, he creates and this and that, but exactly how he creates, they don't have much idea. And they have this idea of a somewhat vague and distant God. Uh, we'll see in the uh, understanding given by Sri Baladev Vidya Bhushan, it's specific activities of his that make him great. Natasya karyam karanam cha vidyate natatsamas cha bhyadikas cha drishyate parasya shakti vividhaiva shruyate swabhavaki jnana balakriya cha. As Shvetashvatara Upanishad states, there's nothing for him to do. He doesn't have to do anything. He's not obliged to do anything. 
There's no one equal to him. There is no activity of his in as much as everything that goes on goes on according to his energies. He, he works through his energies. He has many energies such as uh, the energy of knowledge, the energy of action, the energy of, of, of the energy of strength. So in one sense he doesn't do anything. Everything, the whole, we say he's the creator, but from the Vedic understanding, we know that he is the creator in a somewhat vague way, but his specific actions within this world are for the sake of his devotees. And this understanding Sri Parashara Bhatta gives in explaining this name, Mahakarama, as describing specifically Lord Buddha, that even though Bhagavan is by nature merciful, he performed deceitful activities for the sake of protecting the devotees who had surrendered unto him and taken refuge in him, and for the destruction of those who were decidedly wicked. Now, deceit is dushkarma. Deceit is a bad activity. That's not good. But his acts in deceiving others were justified, and therefore he is maharkarma. It is a great activity to deceive people in such a way. Now, we may think that the devotees who are surrendered to him, how are they protected from the wicked people? How is that because generally in his avatars, Krishna says, Vinashayata Dushkritam, I destroy the wicked. But generally he does that by killing them. But he doesn't kill them in Buddha avatar, just the opposite. He says, Ahingsa paramo dharma, that nonviolence is the topmost dharma. He says that, but of course most Buddhists nowadays are... Uh, for, for generations, uh, they don't believe that or act according to that. They're mostly all flesh eaters. Uh, but how by misleading them into some kind of peaceful, seeming, quasi-religious practice does Lord Buddha protect the saintly people, and how does he destroy the unsaintly people? Well, the unsaintly people, he destroys them. You could say, if you, if they think that their philosophy, if they think that their philosophy is correct, that they don't actually exist anyway. Well, that's one kind of destruction. It's it's a spiritual suicide. Lord Buddha taught, anatma. There is no atma. He taught the. A, an understanding which was later repeated in a very similar way by Sri Shankaracharya. But Shankara upheld the Vedic conclusion, the Upanishadic conclusion of the existence of the Atma or the spiritual self. Of course, Shankara took the Atma to be one only, which is a 
gross misstatement, but Lord Buddha to <coughs> avoid identification of his teachings with those of the Vedas. He denied a basic principle of Vedic understanding, Upanishadic understanding in particular, of the existence of the Atma. So those who believe in him, they, they believe in self-destruction, literally, in, in the most literal sense of the term. If we think of self-destruction, we might think sometimes you, we, we've seen photos of or, or, or videos of Buddhist monks burning themselves. That was quite common during the during the Vietnam War. The, the Buddhists we, we used to see Buddhists on television in the news. We used to see Buddhist monks burning themselves. As uh, at the time, I thought it was because it was a protest against the war, but uh, much later, when I looked back into it with the help of the internet, then I understood it was a protest. The Buddhist monks were burning themselves. Means what would they do? They'd go in a public place, sit down, pour petrol all over themselves, or have someone do it, and then put a match, and then just sit there and burn to death. And you see the wind blowing the flames. But it was a protest against the anti-Buddhist policies of the, give it a guess, the Christian government. Christian minority were in power and they were persecuting the Buddhist majority. So that's a kind of self-destruction, but the, the self-destruction in the most complete sense of the term is to even deny that the self exists. And to do that means to destroy one's hopes of advancing on the path of Varnashram. And come in the Varnashram process, then uh, most people, Varnashram is an organization for doing work, karma. And Sarva Karma Akilam Partha Gyane Saparisamapyate, as Lord Krishna states in Bhagavad Gita, all work. The, the word karma in Bhagavad Gita. Uh, we should understand it's all the word karma meaning work as stated in Bhagavad Gita and generally in Shastra. It's all related to work within the Varnashram system according to dharma, Varnashram dharma. So what work within the Varnashram system, the idea is that jnane uh, parisamapyate brings you to the platform of gyan. And then from Gyan, uh, one goes on, the, the spiritual, actual spiritual life begins. But Lord Buddha was also very much against the Varnashram system, although he himself was born in a Kshatriya family. He was very much against the whole Varnashram system, which gives the opportunity to <clears throat> understand that one is Atma. So in, in, in both ways... <clears throat> By denying the Atma and denying Varnashram, Lord Buddha, he led to the destruction of any hope of, of spiritual progress because there's no such thing as spiritual. When there's no spirit, there's no Atma of those who took to his practices. Now, how does that protect the devotees? Well, it separates the wheat from the chaff. 
as the English saying goes. It uh, puts the followers of Lord Buddha into a very different camp. It became more confusing when Shankara made his philosophy and then the Vaishnavas, it wasn't that Vaishnavas started to exist when Ramanuja started preaching. It was considered Ramanuja when he started his preaching. It was sometimes considered a new religion. But Vaishnav Dharma is Sanatan Dharma. It is eternal. So by speaking on behalf of the Vedic culture and in many ways reviving the Vedic culture, Shankara at the same time introduced a lot of confusion because the Shankarites or the Advaitavad, Kevala Advaitavadis, they do and say and verbally profess many of the, many, many of the, of the, the things that Vaishnavas do. They operate within Varnashram, with the same culture, but with a different understanding of the ultimate goal. <clears throat> so it becomes confusing. And even we see Vaishnavas, they can be confused. It's happening more and more at the present time. Um, of course, the Varnashram system has to a large extent broken down but uh, we do find people crossing from camp to camp. They may go from Shankarite to Vaishnava. And there is one prominent case of a Vaishnava who professed and became the, the last great professor or, or advocate, protagonist of Advaita Vad, Madhusudan Saraswati. But Buddhism is very different. So an, another way that Buddhists, and in this way Shankarites, they also give protection to the devotees in, in a roundabout way, in a backhanded way, because by denying the Vedas, uh, Lord Buddha gave or, or gave impetus to those who are faithful to the Vedas to justify the validity of the Vedas. And that was largely done by Mimangsakas and later on in a different way by Madhvacharya. And Shankara laid the foundation for Vaishnava philosophy, Vaishnava Vedanta, by interpreting Vedanta in a manner which denies the personality of Godhead. And he also denied the validity of the Pancharatra. That we'll come to that very soon in this series of talks. <clears throat> so that, that gave impetus and, and a foundation for the Vaishnavas to attack the misunderstanding which is commonly lodged in the minds of conditioned souls that they are God or that there is no God and they, were, they, they attacked and very strongly upheld and it made their faith stronger. Uh, 
Sri Ramanuja by his strong preaching, later Madhvacharya, and others by their very strong refutation of wrong ideas and on the basis of that establishing the right idea of uh, the Supreme Lord Vishnu, Sarvotama, the Supreme Lord Vishnu, he is topmost of all, which means it's not all one. So, Hari Sarvotama, this is um, Madhva's, one of Madhva's great slogans, just like the, the, the um, Mayavadis, they have the slogan, Brahma Satya, Brahma Satyam Jagan Mitya. So, the Madhvas, they, they have their slogan that Hari Sarvotama, Vayu Jivotama. Anyway, these are topics at the side. Uh, but if we if we go a little deep into these topics, we can understand how the activities of Buddha, in a in a very roundabout way, uh, uphold the ultimate truth, which is not what Buddha Buddha didn't directly profess the ultimate truth, but in a roundabout way everything that he did led to upholding the ultimate truth. And in one sense, that's true of everything. If we, In my personal experience, it was a great uh, revelation for me, first studying Bhagavad Gita in this life and seeing how the three modes are at work in the whole of human society and seeing how forgetfulness of Krishna, as described in Bhagavad Gita, is pervasive in society. And we see through the eye of Shastra given to us by Sri Guru, we see things differently. We see the same world, but we see it in a different light. So the, the Shastra, the knowledge given there, that helps us to uh, come closer to Krishna, which is the whole purpose of Shastra, to begin to see Krishna. Shastra, Chakshu, Chakshu, we see through the eye of Shastra. Well, what are we supposed to see? We're supposed to see Krishna. And how do we see that, first of all? Tattva Darshi. We see through the understanding that is given in Shastra regarding the nature of this Supreme Personality of Godhead. Continuing. Now, Another meaning here of Mahakama is his, his activities are magnanimous. What is a great activity? Who, who did the great activity? One small step for man, one great step for mankind. Neil Armstrong did a great activity by stepping on the moon. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... Mother Teresa is lauded as a great person. She didn't go to the moon. Maybe she's there now. I don't know. There is reincarnation. Uh, well, anyway, I'm just giving this as an example. I personally have my doubts, to say the least, about how actually magnanimous Mother Teresa was and how she was picked up by the Western media as a as another tool to bash India. Anyway, 
um, she, her activities were magnanimous. I'm just saying this theoretically, just to be like Neil Armstrong on the moon. It's also theoretical. So all his actions are magnanimous. What does it mean, magnanimous? Because everything he does, he doesn't get anything for himself. He doesn't gain anything from anyone by doing what he does. All he does is simply to help others. So that's his magnanimity. 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 That's a word which I often mispronounce. Magnanimity. So uh, he does for the welfare of others. Now there are many great welfare workers, just like Bill Gates, such a great welfare worker. He's... He, he promised to donate all his massive wealth for charity. Uh, what a great welfare worker. But nothing, no one can compare with the magnanimity of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We don't, no one has the capacity to be as helpful to others as he is helpful to others. Sri Madhvacharya commented on the Vedanta Sutra, na prayojanatvat. He does, na prayojanatvat means he doesn't have to do it, but he does it anyway. Shankaracharya equates the great activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who he doesn't accept as the Supreme Personality of Godhead more than superficially, but he accepts that Vishnu is of great activities because he creates earth, water, fire, air, ether, and everything else. Mahat-jagat sarjanadi karma yasyeti maha-karma. Yeah, not only does he create, but he protects, maintains, ultimately destroys. Uh, although it's said that Brahma creates, Vishnu maintains, and Shiva destroys, but ultimately it's all done by Vishnu. The power to create, the power to destroy comes from Vishnu. Uh, therefore, Jamadhyasya Yataha. Jamma Adi, the creation and everything following it is from him. This must mean Vishnu. Brahmana Lakshanam Aha Om Janmadhyasa Yataha Om. Madhvacharya, who's uh, renowned for making terse sutras as his comments. Uh, on Shastra, on the second sutra of the Vedanta Sutras, Janmadhyaya Sayyataha, Brahmana Lakshanam Aha, because the first sutra is Atato Brahma Jignasa. Now, therefore, inquiry into Brahman. And then, what is Brahman? What are we talking about when we say Brahman? So Madhvacharya says, Brahmana Lakshanamaha. The characteristics of Brahma are said thus, Janmadhyaya Sayyataha. He creates, he maintains, he destroys. 
Asya. Asya means this, and in this context it's understood to mean this whole cosmos. To create a cosmos so precise and perfect that science is possible, the scientists are very proud of their science and, the, and in denying God, but they couldn't do science if it wasn't arranged scientifically. They come up with bizarre theories of everything just being as it is, as it is, without any real explanation. All their, their, their explanation is there was a big bang and then everything fell into place. It's not a very convincing explanation, at least to my small self and many other small selves. And it's not a very convincing explanation, even if considered according to the laws of nature as scientists understand them. These are the laws that scientists work with, but their, their whole premise is it starts off with something a miracle. There's a, there from nothing, there's a big bang, and then everything. Then the laws of the laws of nature come into being, so that scientists can study it. But we accept, we the theists accept that there is a supreme person who creates precisely, perfectly, scientifically out of the five great elements, the cosmos, five great elements, earth, water, fire, air, ether, sustains it all very efficiently. Destruction is going on. We know that the end of, well, there, there are various destructions going on. That's described in the 12th canto of Bhagavatam and elsewhere. Uh, there's destruction at the end of every day of Brahma. There's a destruction, partial destruction at the time of universal destruction, I'm talking about. At the end of every man, Manu, uh, there's the, the, when Brahma dies, the, the whole material manifestation is destroyed. But there's also at every moment there is destruction going on. Change means destruction. And then again, creation. This is all his maha karma, his great activity of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, which we can hardly begin to imagine. And another feature of the, the, the strength and the power of, of the Supreme Lord is that he doesn't get tired doesn't get neither physically does he get tired and despite massive energy being expended by him well we say expended but when we do some work we expend energy and then we become tired and hungry we need to re we need to uh, revive our strength but just like the sun is shining so brightly, giving out tremendous heat and light, and doesn't appear to be diminishing. And the sun is only one 
the sun that we see is only one speck in the massive creation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He doesn't, he, his energy is so great that the sun of whom the energy is so great we can hardly imagine, but the sun's energy is only a tiny, 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 tiny fraction of his greatness. And so much energy. At the same time, he's relaxed. He doesn't get worn down. He eats, but that's to please his devotees. <laughs> no. And he doesn't get tired either saying, ah, oh, I'm fed up of all this. Like a, like a child with his toys, just, I'm fed up of all this. Actually, there comes a time um, at the end of the life of Brahma when the whole universe just, and he does fold it up at that time. But, but then again, he creates it. So he, he's, he doesn't get tired of doing this. Why? Because he does it all. That's the other understanding of the name Mahakarma. Mahakarma in creating, maintaining, and destroying the whole cosmos and in the great activity, insuperable activity, and also his magnanimity in doing so to give a chance to us, the conditioned souls, to revive our dormant Krishna consciousness and come to him. So he does great activities and he does it without any strain or effort. Uh, one understanding we can take, one of the commentators, Krishna Datta Bharadvaj says this, that his activities are all di divine, that we already covered in the name Indra Karma, Janma Karma Chame Divyam. Then, uh, one understanding is that karma is performed by the conditioned souls in this world. They are constrained by the body that they have. And in the human form of life, civilized life begins with Varnashram, then they're constrained to perform various activities. Uh, if, they, if, they, if they go outside the boundaries of those activities, then they become sinful. But there are no such constraints on the Supreme Lord. He, his body doesn't constrain him. I have now got a human body. I cannot become a fish, not in this life, but Lord Vishnu is Matsya, Kurma, Varaha, Narasingha, Vamana. He's simultaneously in so many forms. He's not, and he's not bound to follow the Vedic rules. He makes them, he can break them. Generally, he doesn't. Uh, but when he follows the Vedic rules, it's not under constriction or compulsion. And when he breaks them, he doesn't break them because he's never under them anyway. So in this way, we are, we, the jivas in this world, we do karma, but he does maha karma because, again, 
Janma Karma Chame Divyam, his activities are on another level altogether to those of us, although in many ways they may seem to be the same. And in this regard, we'll come to Balade Vidya Bhushan's uh, insights into this name. Krishna, as Srila Prabhupada revealed for the first time to the Western world in his magnificent uh, epochal Krishna book, which he wanted distributed widely, a summary study of the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam featuring the glorious activities of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, when he was present in this world 5,000 years ago. Now, generally, when we think of the great activities of the Supreme Lord, we think of creation, maintenance, but, but Baladev Vidya Bhushan has given some um, sample from the great activities that the Supreme Lord performed, uh, beginning with killing the witch Putna, he performed so many great activities while he was present in this world. Baladev Vidya Bhushan, he kindly reminds us of Lord Krishna restoring to Indra, Indra's royal umbrella, and Aditi's earrings uh, as a great activity. This is in the 15th. Ninth chapter of the tenth canto of Bhagavatam, Indra asked Krishna to help, and his seat also, that his his royal throne, uh, Indra had it all been taken away by Narakasura. So Krishna went to the city of Narakasura with Satyabhama. She's a feisty woman not she's not so domesticated as or as uh, Rukmini so Satyabhama she she goes out with Krishna it's not a very good idea to take your wife out when you go to war but it's hard to say no to Satyabhama so she also came out riding on the back of Garuda and it's a long story and Narakasura got killed uh, in verse 4 43 of this chapter, Lord Krishna is referred to as Atarkyakrit, he who performs actions that are unarguably great. You can't say, you can't say it's just some ordinary activity. Someone walks down the street and kicks an empty beer can that's in his pathway. It's not just some ordinary activity of some ordinary Joe. These are unarguably the activities of this great activities. So this gives the same meaning, atarkakrit, as that of Mahakarma. So this kind of name, it inspires in the devotees a sense of the greatness of the Lord, that we should surrender to him. Uh, we hear of names such as Bhaktavatsala, which inspire in us gratitude to him. But contemplating names such as Mahakarma, it 
reveals to us, reminds us how small we are, how great is He, and how it is our constitutional necessity to take shelter in Him. This is how Vishnu Sahasranam should be understood. It is very unfortunate that Mayavadis and Smartas, they recite Vishnu Sahasranama, but they avoid taking shelter of the Supreme Lord. And their idea is that they become God himself. I've heard that in the West, in areas, especially in areas that are badly hit by the COVID phenomenon, that it has this being locked, locked down. They call it locked down. I guess it's different to being locked up in a prison. So they call it a lockdown. So being locked down and just the whole misery of the whole situation has inspired many people to look for spirituality. But really, that should begin with the humility, divine humility, the awareness that we are not God. (laughs) There is God, and we are not God, and we're not going to be God ever under any circumstances. He is Maha Karma. We are not. If we can turn to God rather than try to be God, that will be a great blessing. Thank you very much to my God brother Rancho Prabhu for these insights from the COVID bashed Western world. Devotees are also Maha Karma. They're doing great work in worshipping Krishna. The greatest work we can, that we can do is to worship Krishna and to try to inspire others also to worship Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is by, known by a thousand names and thousands of names, and one of his names is Mahakarma, and we bow down at his lotus feet, recognizing God is great, we are not great. Let us take shelter at his divine lotus feet. Vancha kalpa tarubhyas chakripa sindhu bhyavacha patitana pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namah Dante nitaya chunakang padayani patya He sadava sakala eva vihaya durat Goranga chandra charne gurudana radha Parivadatu jano yata tata va Nanu mukharo navayang vichara yamaha Hari rasa madira madati mata bhuvi vilokamana Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama